Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to It's Fine, the fine arts podcast for Broken Arrow Public Schools on the Arrow Vision Network. I'm your host, Adam J. Foreman, the Executive Director of Public Relations for the District. And today we have two very special guests, Kim Vento, the Director of the Performing Arts Center. Hi, Kim. Hello. And Scott Heberling, the Technical Director for the Performing Arts Center. Hi, Scott. Hello. Thanks for having us. Yes, thanks for being on here. We're going to discuss all things fine arts in the district. As you know, Broken Arrow Schools is a beacon for fine arts excellence, so many programs. And over the course of these podcasts, we're gonna talk about a lot of them. But today we're gonna focus on something really great and unique, and I'm, I'm gonna turn it over to you. But what, what, what I wanna do is give the world that's listening, the world, all 20 listeners, give you guys the, the, the <laughs> yeah, we're casual here. We're having a great yeah, time. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, about a thing called the Penguin Project. So I'm gonna start with you, Kim, tell me, in, in 90 seconds, what is the Penguin Project? So the Penguin Project is a, a national program that was created by a doctor, a physician who actually um, it was a physician for special needs students. And on the side, he was big into community theater as just a hobby for himself. And he sat and thought, how could we bring these two worlds together and give opportunities to these kids to play roles on stage and get them involved in theater? And so he created the Penguin Project. Um, it's a phenomenal program. And you can look it up online, penguinproject.org, and see where this all came from and where it was created and, and videos on YouTube. So you can really educate yourself if you want to know more about it just from the basic side. Um, but we were blessed this summer to um, have conversations with Clark Theater, who, who are actually hosting Penguin Projects and have for the last six years. This will be their seventh year in production. And just got to thinking, hey, I know you do this uh, as a community theater outreach through their nonprofit, but would you ever consider partnering with a school district? And they said, actually, we feel like we're at a level where we're ready to do that. So in Broken Arrow Public Schools, there's about 2,000, a little over 2,000 students that are special needs students. Really? Yeah. 2,000? Yeah. That's pretty, over, about 2, that's pretty big considering our total population is about 19,500. Yeah. Wow. So, and, and, it, and it's all ranges of disabilities. So if you in your mind have the specific look what a disability looks like, it's probably not as wide a variety as what there is, as what we can consider um, kids that just have the needs of um, that are a little more prolific than uh, some other students. So, so that covers more than just physical disabilities, but social and emotional issues. Is that considered it, part of that as well? Absolutely is. And so, you know, there is no definition as far as a, a specific level of disability that a kid has. It's, it's anyone who is, um, who wants to be a part of this program at whatever level of need they have can be a part of it from age eight to 22. Um, and so that the Penguin Project, going back to where that came from, the, the Clark Theater, it was seventh in the nation to be what I would say certified um, or application accepted to actually host a Penguin Project. And now there's around 45 in the nation, three in Oklahoma. Uh, so Clark Theater's one, there's one in Tahlequah, and I believe there's one in the Oklahoma City area. So we're really lucky that Clark Theater has partnered with us, Broken Arrow Public Schools and the Broken Arrow Performing Arts Center to host this amazing opportunity for our kids. 
So Scott, break down for me. I'm a parent. Uh I walk in with my special needs student, be Mm -hmm. a part of this project. What are they going to do when they walk in a room and they're like, all right, here's a Bingham project. How do do they participate? Uh, The parent or the kid? The the student. Oh, the the student. student. Okay, the student. I'm a special needs student. Actually, it's interesting because uh, right off the bat, they have the uh, students working on things. Uh, We have a parent parent meeting uh, or informational meeting really for mentors or parents or anybody who wants to learn more this Saturday and Monday. Even at that meeting, which is only an informational meeting, they pull aside the kids away from the meeting and immediately start teaching them choreography and a song. And within a half hour, you know, of just having those kids working together and working with their mentors, they come out a half hour later. Choreography, singing, all of it right there. I mean, they immediately are put into, you know, into the show. And they don't assign roles until they're into rehearsal for a while because they want to learn the kid and learn what their level is and learn what they're capable of and what they want. You know what I mean? Right. It has to do with really, you know, uh, listening to the kid as well as, you know, pushing forward on a show. It as much has to do with them having the experience. I mean, in the arts, we're really looking for, you know, uh, and I think this is one of the reasons why we do what we do is, you know, seeing those kids reach that transcendent moment, the one that is, you know, uh, just uh, be beyond your everyday, you know, that's that's what we grasp for when we do art, right? We don't want to leave anyone behind in that. Everybody should have that opportunity, and this is their opportunity to transcend and to feel the power of art, you know? So the ultimate goal is for these kids to perform a production. Absolutely. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yes. Like a full-scale dramatic. Full they will be doing Susical Kids. Susical yes. the Musical. Yes. So wow. it, yeah, that is the show for this year. And like wow. I said, that's the end goal. But really, I think the journey is probably more important than the goal. But the goal will be achieved. They've done it, like I said, six times here. But overall, I'm, I can't remember the years on the actual national organization. But they've been doing this for years. And people think, you know, how can they possibly you know, in the, in the course of a couple of months, be able to do that, you know, when even in, uh, um, you know, uh, casts that are not, you know, don't have special needs, they have a problem pulling something together in eight weeks. Right. And it's like, well, you know what? Uh, Kim has seen it firsthand. She's seen productions. Uh, Sally, who works in our back so- box office, has seen it firsthand. And they are amazing productions. I mean, it, it really, it's just, yeah, it is. It is amazing what they pull off in eight to 10 weeks. But so they do it. in addition to the special needs kids that get to participate, you guys are also looking for mentors. Is that correct? Absolutely. To work with the kids? Yeah. So what are their role with so the kids? This phenomenal program has really come up to, with an all-encompassing plan to make this successful for our special needs students. And one of those um, important roles is having peer mentors with them. Peer mentors are students that they partner with our special needs students who really walk the entire journey with them through the production. So uh, they'll be on stage. And so if, you know, a student gets X role and are dressed in this costume, well, their peer mentor is as well, or something that, that mimics the idea of that costume and that role. But the peer mentor is really just a support system for the student. So if, let's say there's a student in a wheelchair and they need help uh, just getting from place A to place B on stage, the peer mentor might be the one that pushes them. <clears throat> or maybe they need help on a line, and so they'll reach over and whisper real quick to cue them on a line. Or maybe they have trouble picking up a tray. The peer mentor will be there to help them through the entire production. And sometimes our you know, our students, um, 
are really capable of handling these roles without a peer mentor. So the peer mentor might be off stage to help them do a costume you know, switch or take a jacket off or something like that. So it really is at the level that the student on stage, the artist is what we call them. Uh, oh, that's cute. Needs, I like that. Our artist needs and just support. And the, the initial needing of the kids is great, but what we have heard and found through uh, our talks with Clark Theater is that these kids become lifelong friends and oh, develop relationships oh, that they wouldn't have right. if they hadn't met because of the project. So that's the even more <laughs> maybe heartfelt uh, part of this that I see value in is that we're making connections not only with our students, um, our artists, essentially with their peer mentors, but also those families behind the scenes. You know, they come to the rehearsals, the parents come, they meet other parents, uh, you know, with kids that they've never, maybe never been around. And that creates a family and a community around the Penguin Project year after year after year. So this is our initial year. This is when this will all start, but we're hoping down the road to do this every year. And we just create this amazing community involved event that brings people and relationships and 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 a, a production that these kids wouldn't have been able to ever probably be a part of or been uh, addressed in a in a social way with other people as a performer on stage that is life changing and that just continues. So you're these kids, these special education kids, do the whole gambit. They they dance, they sing, they do lines. All of it. Oh, yeah, there's yeah, there's no stone left unturned. That's right. And they're held accountable to that. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. amazing because it's almost like Special Olympics, how they do the sports there. And oh, yeah. they're, they're held accountable to all that stuff as well. Just giving them that all-inclusive feeling, which is so important. Well, you know, and it's amazing, too. I think, I think we... Uh, treat that population a lot of time like they, and you know, and yes, they do need some extra help occasionally, but we, you don't know what someone can do or what challenge they will rise to until you put a challenge in front of them. Absolutely. And that's what this does. Yeah. Is, yeah, as you put it, it holds them accountable. Yeah. You, you show up to rehearsal and you do your work just like any other cast would. So, you know, I do have a story and this is kind I, of, I love uh, a good story. Humbling when I, when I, went through this um, experience, but I actually went to watch the Penguin Project through Clark Theater this summer, and they didn't do a full production because of COVID, but they did do what they called a review. So they did short snippets of the last five shows they've done. So as I'm sitting there watching, uh, there's a, an artist on stage, and he was a Down Syndrome student, and he was dancing and singing and doing, you know, all of his moves and stuff. His peer mentor was beside him. And I said, oh, my gosh. And having had a cousin with Down syndrome, um, I've, I've grown up knowing about Down syndrome and what, you know, what those students are about and how loving they are. And they really love to perform, most of them. Not trying to characterize Down syndrome as that. But I, in my experience with special needs students, I've seen that. They love to be... Uh, the limelight and fun and they're loving. Uh, but anyway, so he was up dancing and I thought, wow, you know, they got this kid on stage and he's standing there and he's participating and he's, he, he had a shield on and he'd lift that shield up to look at the audience. Like he couldn't see him. It was the cutest thing ever. <laughs> so anyway, that enjoyed that experience and just loved watching him, fell in love with him. Don't even know what his name was or, or who he was. And so then later on in the production, all of a sudden they're starting to do the Lion King. And I watch him walk up on stage to the front 
And I'll be doggone if he didn't have a major role in that production. I can't. So the warthog and then the little mouse. Timon and Pumbaa? Yes. He was Timon. I don't think he's a mouse. And <laughs> he's like a meerkat, he? I think. A meerkat. So okay. so yeah. Anyway, he was cute, whatever he was. What movie did you watch? <laughs> yeah. Tom and, and Jerry cartoon, the apparently. <laughs> anyway, uh, so he walks up there and he starts singing the song and he sings every word, does every motion, uh, says the interludes in the in the talking parts and I totally was in shock because I guess I had assumed that all this kiddo could do and it was a big achievement that he stood up and danced and sang with he proved the, the you chorus. wrong didn't he? I mean I think we underestimate <laughs> this population and a lot exactly <laughs> yeah. that's the point I'm trying to make is I sat in in that theater and started to cry because of the fact I was so moved by his abilities and his his him even being just have the guts to walk up and do that in front of all those people. I know a lot of people who couldn't do that under no. any regular normal circumstances. They couldn't and he, do that. I just started bawling. I cried three times during that production. I did not know these kids. I've never seen them before. And afterwards, I was able to talk with a lot of parents that have had their kids in the Penguin Project. And I can't tell you how many of them said that the relationships with their peer mentors and the, the relationships the parents got to grow from the Penguin Projects they had been involved in were life-changing. Oh, yeah. It has to be. So it, I think that, you know, after watching that, it, it even validated the idea of us bringing this to our kids in Broken Arrow to a higher level of, of we've got to do this. So you guys are taking this on for the first time. What are some things that you and Scott have discussed that you guys need to prepare for or need or you need the community to do? Because, you know, the village, it takes a village for everything. And this doesn't even take a whole village. It takes like an entire Metroplex because there's so many moving parts. I know. Don't you love my metaphors? Yeah, right. <laughs> so what, what are some things that you guys have looked at? Like, OK, we need to put this in place or this is this so we can have the best Penguin project ever. Well, you know, what's interesting is actually the, the biggest thing being the first year is the simplest one, which is we just need involvement and from all corners. You know what I mean? We want what does that and mean? We want we want teachers to be involved. You know what I mean? And the teachers, the teachers being excited about it, especially the sped teachers, means the kids are going to be excited about it. The kids being excited about it means they want to participate. They want to get in there. They want to do this thing. They need to understand. It's like we were just talking about. They understand they can do it. You know what I mean? I think, and may not even be the kids. I think parents are often hesitant, you know, to put their kids in a position in which the kids may, well, we just don't know if they can do it. And we can guarantee you they can. And right. for us, I mean, for, for us, this whole thing, um, that's the biggest part of it. And yes, uh, we do want sponsors. Yes, we want people to be involved, you know, financially and really make this big. But at the end of the day, it's getting people excited about it. And then, you know, it's not only about that kind of involvement. So we, we get the kids, we get the mentors, you know, we, we have hopefully all of our teachers and our administrators getting word out there, you know, helping us find these people who want to do this thing. But then if you're just belong to this community, you need to come see this show. You know what I mean? That is the really that's the biggest support and sponsorship we can have is showing up and showing these kids how much we love them and love what they are doing. 
So they're starting this process very soon, right? With the whole uh, orientation. And then rehearsals mm-hmm, will probably mm-hmm. start, what, in October is October 4th. And then October the show 4th. is in January? Correct. Correct. Janu- correct. January 14th, 15th, and 16th. So, so three performances. 14th will be in the evening starting at 7.30. And then January 16th, we're doing a matinee at 2 o'clock. That's a Sunday. So three opportunities to come watch it. And I'm telling you, you don't have to know these students. You don't have to know these parents. You don't have to know what the Penguin Project is. But I will guarantee that when you walk out, you'll be changed. And they're going to be doing Susical, which uh, is written by the guys who wrote a lot of Disney goodness. Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. Of course, the classic Broadway Little Shop of Horrors, which is, in my opinion, one of the greatest shows oh, love ever it, love it. in Broadway history. So these kids are actually learning like, classics are learning like mm-hmm. they're singing alan minken they're not alan just minken, doing like yeah. you know a play that a fourth grade teacher wrote this is like not to demean any fourth grade teachers but this is like something that like a big deal for them mm-hmm. yeah. and and to see those characters too that i'm sure they're very familiar with probably makes that connection even greater for them yeah. i had uh, we have a kid working with we hope he's going to be a part of this so we have a kid working for us right now uh, he does, um, uh, he's part of a program in which they come and they just, they, they do work with different sites and that kind of thing. And he's special needs. And I approached him the other day because, uh, he really, uh, to put it in a way, can't shut up about Trek. So, <laughs> so I'm going to guess the kid loves music. I'm hoping he, I'm so hoping he's going to be part of this. I know, right? And, Shrek, and, I, and yeah. I, and so I asked the kid, and this is just one of these funny side stories. So I asked the kid, I said, uh, Hey, you've heard of Susical, right? He goes, Oh, Susical. Yeah. He says, that's the musical based on the Dr. Seuss stuff. I said, yes, it is. And he goes, what role would I play? <laughs> and, I, and, so, and so I said to him, I, go, I really don't know. I said, you're going to have to come and you're going to you're gonna have to do it. And he goes, well, I'll have you know, I can do Danny DeVito uh, doing the Lorax. The Lorax, And yes. then he, he whips and his kid <laughs> suddenly becomes a whole different person and starts telling me, I'm here for the trees. I'm here for the trees. <laughs> so I'm hoping this kid... <laughs> He better audition. Oh, by God, he'd better audition. <laughs> it was it's the best thing I've ever seen. I'm surprised he didn't want to play thing one and two. Like, I can do both. Oh, yeah. Oh, can, yeah. Just watch me. I will do both. <laughs> yeah, we. what he's talking about is we have a, a job coaching program through Broken Arrow Public Schools where we, uh, we have a, a wonderful job coach. Denise Hurd is her name, and she takes kids out to sites to experience different workplaces and then at the end makes suggestions on where they might be great in the workforce. And so we have these three kids that are coming to the theater every Wednesday, and they're, we, have, we love them. And we've, you know, we've only seen them maybe three times so far, but they are a hoot. So they're so like interns, basically. They're, they're essentially mm-hmm. interns. And uh, so you know, we, even without the Penguin Project, we, we want – these kids to be involved with what we do. This is just another way that we can, we have students that come as interns that are, uh, you know, with the high school career pathways program. Well, then we also have our three kiddos with the job coaching program and they're both, they're all six coming to the, to the theater for those reasons. So, um, you know, there's all different kinds of way. The school district is phenomenal in giving experiences to our student population, whether they're um, special needs kids or not. But uh, this is just unique. And and the other thing that I think is so amazing is that 
You know, there is no other school district that Clark Theater is partnered with here in the I was going to ask you that, actually. So Broken, this is the first time with a school district that Clark has partnered with uh, anyone outside of their community theater to do this. So and they're, they're Tulsa-based, is that correct? They're in Tulsa, yeah, yeah. they are. And a uh, phenomenal youth community program. So, you know, um, another thing that might happen is that once they're part of this and they're, they're introduced to Clark Theater, even some of our peer mentors might go over and be in some of the productions they have there. Or our kids uh, with special needs may decide they want to do another Penguin Project and do it at Clark Theater at another time during the year. They'll, so, get, they'll get the bug after yeah, that and yeah. want to go keep doing that. I really think so. What are some things that our fine arts community here can do to help support this? And what are things you're needing from, from various organizations? You know, I, I was going to mention, uh, and this partly answers your question, but it also also springs off of what Kim was saying. Uh, in conversations with uh, uh, Tammy, uh, Tammy Slack with uh, Clark Theater, uh, who's our, our, uh, our rep from over there, um, uh, the teachers, a lot of the teachers have already asked me how they, can, how they can be involved or what they can do and whatever. And Tammy has an idea that over time, over the next couple of years, they will do less and less. They would like to train our people, you know what I mean, in the proper manner to take over the program. So these teachers, if they start now, can start learning the process, learning how it works, you know what I mean, become part of it. And I think that's what, in the back of the question, you know, or behind the question, that's really what they're thinking is, how, how, how do I get to teach this, you know what I mean? And by doing, you know, by showing up. So I think that's kind of the answer. You know, we'd really like to see our our teachers, um, you know, those who have available time, of course, and what, you know, fine arts is very, very uh, <laughs> busy. But, um, you know, be a part of it, and uh, physically, as well as not just, you know, word of mouth or support or recruitment. But, yeah, come on down. Whatever you can, you know, learn how to do it yourself. Be a, be a part of creating this piece, you know? Yeah, building it from the ground up exactly. on our end. Even exactly. though it's already an established program, it's new to us. Yeah, and yes. the, the established program is really... Uh, well thought through. It's not just, hey, we're going to do a penguin project and here's some shows you can do and and a, a name that you can put on it. And it's it really is uh, dissected for success. In other words, an example. So the the rehearsal schedule, we do several rehearsals, but they're for short time spans. So every rehearsal is only an hour and 15 minutes. Uh, we will do those on site, either the Kirkland Theater or the Performing Arts Center. They'll be right here in Broken Arrow. Uh, but, for example, on Tech Week, the first day, you know, the students are on stage, maybe they'll add some lighting. The second day, they may add a piece of costuming, but just one or two pieces, not the whole thing. Then the third day, maybe they'll add the whole costume, and maybe they'll do just a wee bit of makeup on them. Is that and, on purpose? Yes, Is that it's, kinda... it's a gradual, you know, because, um, you know, there's all different uh, uncomfortable moments for some special needs kids if there's change. Oh, yeah. And so it's... Well, anybody. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, a lot of people don't a, like But especially, uh, the, the process is especially made to where things are very gradual. So... We don't just one day all of a sudden turn the lights out in the theater. It's black and, you know, you're hearing music and then all of a sudden these bright lights come on. That's and then Scott appears as <laughs> Cat in the Hat. And <laughs> that's right. The <laughs> you know, so, so things are done in a way that make the process gradual for comfort so that nothing is surprising and nothing is just it's one way one day and completely different the other. So 
the the process behind the penguin project is a process and it's followed and the way that you are able to initiate the penguin project with your nonprofit and be what I would say it's not really a certification but approved to do it as a penguin project partner say that, that three times fast penguin project partner <laughs> is that you have gone through and understand how this is initiated for the success of the kids and another thing that uh I love is that Dr. Andy, that's who, what we call him, who created the Penguin Project, actually will make the trips to come see these productions. Really? Oh, so fantastic. I've actually gotten to meet him. He was here in Tulsa a few years ago. And, and honestly, uh, I just heard about the Penguin Project, so I didn't know a lot about it. And I missed, this is Dr. Andy and blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. Well, now I feel like he's a in my world. It's like royalty. Superstar. Uh, yeah. And so I hope I have that opportunity again. But Tammy did say it's very, very possible that Dr. Andy will come and watch our Penguin Project because oh, he's so man. excited. We're excited that it's then the Christian Chenoweth Theater. Um, but, you know, one of the things that we, like Scott said, the community, we don't want this just to be Broken Arrow Public Schools, that their mom and dad cut. We want this to be a community event. We want this to be something that people in our community come to support these kids. And, and again, I really feel like they won't even know that when they walk in, when they leave, they'll be different and they'll be moved. They'll be moved by what we do here. And I think that's the overall point of it is to be changed by something. And art is supposed to change you. It's supposed mm -hmm. to completely change you. So we're wrapping up. Let's do look at important dates. I know this podcast may air why are we all so dry today? <clears throat> My <We> goodness. <laughs> they took all the moisture out of the studio. Um, this may air after your parent meetings, okay. but they can still get involved after the fact, right? They don't Absolutely. have to come. There. So what what are some contact information for our listeners if they want to get involved after they hear about this wonderful project? So it is on multiple websites. You can go to brokenarrowpac.com and right on the front page, it'll have a link for you to learn uh, about the Penguin Project, but then also links for mentors and our artists to sign up to be a part of this, which is the way we'll be able to communicate directly to them. Also, you can go to Broken Arrow Public Schools, uh, baschools.org. Uh, it's on the front page of that as well. So information is, is, is there to tell you about the program, also the links to sign up. If you have any questions on those documents, there's also numbers you can call. Of course, you can call the PAC at any time, and they'll either send you to Scott or I. To, and what is that number, by the way? Oh, 918-259-5778. Uh, also, you can buy tickets to our shows if you're interested in Spotlight Series That's this right. year. Yeah, nice um, plug. Another, another Fine Arts Friday we could talk about down the road, but um, really... The information is everywhere. So if you just go to one or these one of those sites or the other, or give us a call. We will totally hook you up in the arena of how you want to be part of this program. Awesome. All right, Scott, 20 seconds. What do you hope that this will accomplish in Broken Arrow schools and the Broken Arrow community in 20 seconds or less? Go. Oh, I, I hope this, um, actually, what I hope this does is it begins a, an ongoing project that Kim and I have been working on, which is to make sure arts availability is for everyone. Uh, we've been working on other projects. This is one of a few. We were, we were uh, working with the Vanguard Academy and some kids that aren't normally also, kind of like the SPED students, aren't normally in our PAC and trying to give them outlets and projects to do that we can offer space and we can offer support for them to creatively express themselves. Good answer. Yeah. Vento, same question, same time frame. 
You know, I've, I've always said that the theater can really be anything. We've been everything from a church uh, to a funeral home to a COVID <laughs> testing site to a vaccination site to, uh, you know, of course, our, our youth um, programs that we do. But, you know, we're starting into esports. That's another thing where we've never done an esports competition. So our, our gamers are coming in and going to be in the theater. Uh, you know, the arts are for anyone and everyone. And the theater is there to host and show. Uh, I, I, what I tell my family, I said, I have a job that celebrates whatever we're doing, whether it's, you know, celebrating the life of someone, celebrating a marriage, celebrating, you know, the, the performances of students. But when we can touch and reach people who usually aren't exposed to the arts or have the outlets to be on stage and, and be celebrated, that's what it's about. When you're on stage and you have an audience, there's a celebration of some sort. Uh, and it's reciprocal. And it's reciprocal, yeah. it, of course. And it is live. It's not on a phone. It's not social media. It's direct connection, which we miss so much of now because we're so online that the theater is still a habitat, a habitation for connection and live inter interaction with each other. So that's what we're hoping. I mean, the Penguin Project, if we can get people involved this first year, that's kind of our, our goal is we're just hoping people hear about this and sign yeah. up and just walk in the door. I think if they walk in the door and learn about it, they'll know. And if if you uh, aren't there October 4th, it's not too late to get involved. So please don't think just because we started and then you hear about it later that you can't come and get in it. Right. Uh, we'll, we'll spend several weeks of just learning the kids. And so it's not too late if you're, you know, coming in the middle of October and saying, I just heard about this. Can we be involved? Yes, you can just give us a call or find out the information and we will get you involved. Well, we'll put all the contact information in the description below on this. Cause it'll live on several places, podcast networks, YouTube, et cetera, and drive all traffic to you guys. So thank you so much for being here today. Convento. Thanks Adam. And Scott Heverling. It was awesome. Thank from you. the broken arrow PAC. I'm Adam Foreman. Thank you for it's fine. The fine arts podcast for broken arrow public schools. I know it's a great title. Oh, isn't yeah, it? It's, it's fine. Great. It's fine. We thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time.